Father, we just thank you for this time together. And Lord, we do thank you that in incredible times, or times of incredible difficulty and uncertainty, we are living on a rock. Father, the rock Jesus, the rock of certainty, the rock of hope, the rock of love, the rock of confidence. And Father, we thank you for that. And I just pray, Lord, as I continue to share this this afternoon, that you'll just anoint these words and that, Lord, it will just be a light for our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Cool. Well, if you have your Bibles, if you want to turn to Jeremiah 17, this is the third one, as I said, in my series of Living Confidently. You know, it is my conviction that as sons and daughters of the kingdom, King, we get to walk in confidence. And, and as I mentioned already, you know, I, I want to talk about being confident in his faithfulness. Now, the word confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. It's a firm trust. It also means the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. You know, and confidence in God is something that we should all have. We need, in fact, our lives, we need to know there is a confidence about certain things. To us, just, you know, everything, really, our relationships, whatever we do, where we go. And many, and many of you know my oldest daughter, or our oldest daughter, lives in Minneapolis, suburb, and the suburb she lives in is called Apple Valley, Americans and their names. But it is a gorgeous place. Uh, there's about 5,000 lakes in that area, and it's just such a beautiful, beautiful area. And in summer, the average temperature is about 28 degrees. It can get up to 30, and, and it's very, very pleasant. But come October, winter arrives. <laughs> and when winter arrives, the temperatures drop to what I think is, you know, just... Yes, sinful, that's the word. That's exactly the word. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure they came because of the fall. It's the, you know... It, it drops down. I mean, last year it got below negative 45 degrees. I mean, it's crazy. And the lakes that our kids get to canoe and um, swim in and some have become frozen and solid. And they get to walk on, and those that they used to get to walk on and skate on just are no longer. And, and that's okay. But, you know, <laughs> the crazy Americans, they go one step further. And, oh, they're so... <laughs> Enjoying her reindeer. <laughs> but Americans start to go further, and what they do is they start to drive their cars on the ice, and they even build towns on them. And this here is a, 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 a lake called Millie Lack, and a community actually grows on this lake. It's called Frostbite Flats, and up to 9,000 houses are built on this thing. They have plowed streets, they have street lights, they even have a church there. It's just, I mean, it's just ridiculous. There they are all fishing and carrying on. It's just ridiculous. Now the trouble I have with that is walking on ice. When Sue was up there, she said she was never ever fully convinced that the ice would hold her up. And, and I mean, I have no confidence whatsoever in that. And to drive a car on it, I just think is, you know, nuts, <laughs> to be honest. But the people keep telling us it's really, really safe. And to prove it's safe, they've created a thing called an ice chart. I'm going to share it with you. And I know you come to church for the word of God, but you also come for these interesting facts, I'm sure. <laughs> Anyhow, the ice chart. The ice chart there, if you see it, seven meters 
uh, sorry, seven centimeters, you can't even stand on the ice, you're gonna crack. 10 centimeters, you can walk on it, it's okay to walk on and to do stuff. 12 centimeters, so another two centimeters, you can drive a vehicle on it up to 500 kilograms. Two, I think, nah, <laughs> that doesn't work for me. Two centimeters, I mean, that's just where it gets really, really sketchy for me. It goes on. 30 centimeters, you can drive a car. 38 centimeters, they say you can drive a truck on it. And when they get to 55 centimeters, they actually drive vehicles up to 5,000 kilometers onto it, uh, k uh, kgs, kilograms onto it. They do say you shouldn't park in the same spot for more than two to three hours. So it <laughs> doesn't really... So it's just crazy. And last year, uh, this January, the thickness of the ice in that lake that I talked about a minute ago was 120 centimetres thick. It gets that thick. But you know what? Frankly, I don't care. <laughs> I don't trust ice. And I can promise you, if I ever, I've avoided going there in winter so far. If we do go there in winter, I am not going on ice, regardless of ice sharks or anything else. <laughs> you know, I have no confidence whatsoever in these things. But you know what? I believe that God does want you to have confidence. Not in ice, but in him. See, God wants us to have confidence, for each one of us to walk in confidence. And what that means is that it's somewhere we, something that we can rely on. Something that we can, that we can lean on something. That we can, that we can, something that will handle the weight of our lives. That we are confident in. And what do we be confident? As I say, it's not ice. Our confidence does not stem from how much money we've got in the bank. It doesn't stem, it's not rooted in the people we know. Our confidence is not rooted in our circumstances or situations going well. Our confidence, if you're gonna walk in confidence, if you're gonna live in confidence, then you need to get this. Confidence, our confidence is birthed and it's found and it's anchored in God. In God himself. Our confidence, I mean, we all know this, is in God. It's not in something else. It's in him. Let me read Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7 for you. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Now remember, confidence is firm trust. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Here it is. Whose confidence is in him. See, where's our confidence? It's in him. It is found, it is rooted, it is birthed, and it is anchored in him. Our confidence is in him. And here's all the challenge in this. That you see, to really trust someone, you've got to know them. Having confidence, real, heartfelt um, confidence in someone comes from the fact that you know that person well. I mean, you put your trust in your doctor because you have confidence in them because you get, you've got to know them and, and they sound right and they feel good. Confidence is based in how well you know them. See, confidence grow, comes for the more you're connected to someone. The people you trust in your life, most in your life, are the ones that you intimately know. And see, what's happening is Jesus is inviting each one of us into a connection. He's inviting us into a relationship with him. Because he knows the more we know him, the more our confidence will grow. I mean, that is really the gospel message. It's about knowing God. We talked about this last year. You know, that, that the gospel is Jesus is God with us. Come to 
Show us God's love. Save us from sin. Set up God's kingdom and shut down religion so we can share in God's life. The gospel is an invitation into relationship. You know what? Christianity is not blind faith. Following Jesus is not blind faith. He doesn't ask you to follow him blindly. And he doesn't ask you to trust him blindly. He wants you to know him. He wants to reveal himself to you so that when he asks you to do something, it's not out of will he do it or won't he do it, but there's the absolute um, assurance that he will do it. We know how the circumstances are going to work out for us because we know who he is. See, listen, sometimes we don't actually know the circumstances. We don't know how they're going to work out. That's hidden from us. But you know what? He is never hidden from us. We may not understand. We may not know. Whatever is happening in your life now, you may not know how that's going to work out. But you can know this. He is for you. He is not hidden from you. He is not hidden from you. He does not ask you to trust him blindly. See, so often we go and say, well, God, we'll trust you if you tell us how the circumstances will work out. But that's not what we're talking about. He asks you to trust him. And he invites you into a relationship with him and he's trying to reveal himself to you. And as I get to know him, as I understand his character, as I put my trust in him and confidence grows, then I feel more and I grow closer and closer to him. See, I think, you know, it's my heart that all of us will step out on the ice. Not the ice in Minnesota, but the ice of relationship with him. Because I think sometimes there's many of us who are standing on the edge of the lake and saying, I am not stepping out. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. And stand back and you see others out on the ice who are, who are running and jumping and joyfully involved with God and you're thinking, yep, that ain't gonna happen for me because I just don't trust him. You see, there are just way too many who don't put their weight on their relationship with God because they don't know him intimately. They don't have confidence in who he is because they don't really know him. They stand on the shoreline, living a life that lacks confidence. And listen, God is inviting each one of us into a place of intimacy. Because the more I know his character, the more I can trust him. And the more I can trust him, the more I can put my weight on him and begin to live a life of confidence. You know, Jesus reveals the Father. Philip comes to Jesus and says, you know, I want to see the Father. And Jesus replies, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. My goodness, my kindness, my love, my power, my faithfulness, those are the Father. God is trying to reveal himself to you. So hear me on this. It is not a blind trust. He doesn't ask you to trust him blindly. You may not know the circumstances you're in. You may not know how the circumstances are going to come, what the outcome is. But your confidence can be in his character. Your confidence can be in his character. Because you see, your confidence isn't in the circumstances, it's in him. And that's why we draw close to him. That's why it has been, it is, and it always will be our goal. See, our goal is this. Our goal is simply this, 
to point people to Jesus. See, I want you to get to know Jesus. I want you to get to know who he is. I, and I want our church to point people to Jesus. I want my life to point people to Jesus. I want your life to point people to Jesus. And it all comes from, from your own personal, intimate relationship with God. See, I don't care how many podcasts you listen to. I don't care how many books you've read. I don't care how many sermons of mine you've heard or slept through. The key for me, <laughs> the key for me is, is how is your personal relationship with God? Because no one else can live it for you. And you can quote every Bill Johnson book, you can quote every Joel Osteen catchphrase, it doesn't mean anything. The question is, is how is your personal relationship to Jesus? Because you see, it's all about him. And that's our job. Our job is to know Jesus and point other people to Jesus. It's what we should be all about, pointing people to Jesus. You see, when they know Jesus, then they will have their confidence and trust in him as well. I remember years ago, Banning Liebeshire, who created Jesus Culture, and he said this, today, if people walk away and are talking about a song or they are talking about our band more than they are talking about Jesus, we have failed. If people walk out of here and don't know a bit more about Jesus, then we're not doing our job. I like that. I like that. You see, it's not about the latest worship song. It's not about the latest book. It's not about anything but Jesus. Our job is to point people to Jesus, for people to get to know Jesus more. Because when I know him, when I know his character, my confidence grows. Knowing Jesus is where your confidence is born. You know, when we, and, and it's about, and it all comes down for me, is to know his faithfulness. You know, I think of all the characters of God, characteristics of God, his love, his kindness, his goodness, his compassion. compassion. But you know, the thing that stands out to me most is his faithfulness. And that's what your confidence can be in today. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. If you want to anchor your life to something, if you want to be able to drive that out on the, on the ice, know this, it's his faithfulness. Just want to quickly read some scriptures. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. You know, people say sometimes, you know our story, and when we went through this time at one stage, and you've all been through it, but I remember someone saying to Sue, when we, you know, when we lost our baby and her dad was dying of cancer and we'd had the fire and we'd lost our house and all these things had gone on in, in a, in a two-month period. And I remember someone coming to Sue and saying, how can you be so peaceful? How can you be so joyful? The reason is because those weren't the things that our hope was resting on. Our confidence was in whatever our circumstances was, he is faithful. He is faithful. In the midst of disasters, when everything looks like it's crumbling around, we get to stand resolutely on the thing of hope because he is faithful. 
Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Everything we can know is about his faithfulness. And the Lord is faithful. Second Timothy, uh, Second Thessalonians 3 Thessalonians 3.3. Who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. See, he's guarding you. He's bringing protection for you. You can be confident in the midst of danger because of God's faithfulness. And you know what? Here's the amazing thing too. God's faithfulness is dependent on his character, not on your character. And I don't know about you, but that makes me feel really good. Because he says in 2 Timothy, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Another translation says he cannot disown himself. The message says there's no way he can be false to himself. See, it's not about you. If you've let him down today, you know what? He's still faithful towards you. You can move away from him. You know what? He's still faithful to you. You can try to get rid of him. He's there because he is faithful. He is faithful. He can't do anything but because that's who he is. He can't disown his own personality. So regardless of my goodness or my badness, it's irrelevant. God is faithful. He's committed to you. This is the confidence we have. It doesn't matter where you are in your life. It doesn't matter how faithless you've been. It doesn't matter how down you are in your life. He has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And it's really cool because you know what? That's in both the New Testament and the Old Testament. He wanted to really emphasize that to us. He will never leave us or forsake us because of who he is. That's his character. He can't deny it. He can't disown it. It's just who he is. And when we understand that, a confidence comes into our life. A confidence comes to put a weight on the scene. A confidence comes to rely on his faithfulness. A confidence comes to believe his faithfulness. A confidence comes to trust his faithfulness. Because we know he will be faithful in my life. The circumstances can be uncertain. He's not uncertain. And we can be so confident that. And I want to just leave you with this. Cool, I get background music. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> you must tell us more. <clears throat> you know, as we get more into his and more intimate into his we have a revelation of his character and our confidence begins to grow. We began the series with this scripture, Philippians 1 verse 6. Being confident of the very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. All you need is a yes in your heart. And God will reach out and touch you. Because see, the good news is I'll flip through a couple of things because of time. God is not done with you yet. Yeah. Said that? No, don't mind. 
You may look at your life and you may be discouraged, you may be depressed on where you're at, but the good news is God is faithful and he is not done with you yet. And we can walk into that. We can have confidence in his faithfulness, knowing that he is still working on each one of us. So he's faithful. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's going to do what he's going to do. And we have the confidence, we can have that confidence that he will bring us into new levels of revelation of how good he is. It wasn't that bad a sermon, was it? (laughs) Well, if she's leaving, I guess it would be my mother's well finished. (laughs) No. It simply comes down to this. Our confidence is in God. And whatever circumstances we're facing, coronaviruses, jobs, anything else like that, know he is faithful. Those circumstances may be uncertain, but know he is faithful.